Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, February 22nd. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, uh, ready to break down the Wednesday slate, which is on the most glamorous Wednesday card you'll ever see with just three games uh, on tap. But we will uh, break them down in depth, as we always do here on the show. We'll also look back on Tuesday, which included another just absolutely fun, entertaining, enjoyable betcast last night. And honestly, I think it broke a record in terms of all the betcasts we've done to this point, in terms of the number of people that were in our on our live stream joining us on the betcast at once. I mean, we were at the full capacity uh, for most of the night. Uh, and it only got to the late games when finally we started to see, you know, less, you, you're able to join the betcast if you wanted to. But for the first two hours, solid. Like it was ten fucking people in the betcast stream. It yeah. was, and we had to send. We had to basically send people away. We said, "Hey, we can't let you in. There's no more room. No room at the end." Last <laughs> night, uh, for a large part of that betcast, which tells you that this uh, this concept of doing these live betcast it keeps growing. It's getting more popular, and we can't make it happen without the people. And we, I said that last night on Twitter, uh, and that's what makes the betcast fun. It's the company we surround ourselves with. Uh, on the uh, BetCast, the great viewers and listeners of this show. And it was uh, a fun BetCast. And boy, it turned from a kind of a rocky beginning with the live wagering on the BetCast last night to one hell of a strong finish. I mean, we're cash and draw bets like Vancouver and Nashville <laughs> with the Canucks with a miraculous two goals in the final minute and change. We can uh, the Oilers coming back. What a great call by our guy John Massey on that to take yeah. the Oilers in regulation at plus 280. The Chicago Blackhawks, it pays off for Alex B. Smith going <laughs> home last night with the Blackhawks coming back from a third-period deficit to beat the Vegas Golden Knights, although it would have been even better if one of the best goals I've seen from Sir Patrick Kane in a very long time <laughs> was a, a goal that just happened a split second sooner. Uh, and apparently I saw a replay of that moment on television this morning of that moment, and they actually had the clock in the corner of the screen, and the puck did actually cross the goal line when it was already 0.0. So they actually made the right call. Yeah. Uh, on that it is unfortunate but yeah it did go in after the uh, clock had expired so unfortunately that's the case but what a hell of a shot it was it's one of the best howitzer and one-time slap shots i've seen in quite some time and it was just like no chance at all for the uh, goaltender I, you would have loved a beauty goal like that to hold up and be the overtime winner but it was the right call it went in after time expired but alex it was a great bet cast last night once again it was. It was absolutely a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody who watched. Thanks to everybody who joined. Like I said, we I think we had maybe it started off with the two of us, and then it went to about five or six people right away, and then it was pretty much nine to ten people with people waiting for the most of, of the night. So that was uh, really cool to see. And like I said, we had about maybe a steady of between ninety and one hundred and ten people that were watching throughout the Batcast. So. Uh, we love to see that and hear that, and, and you know it, it's gaining traction. We've had people who you know have just started watching or just found out about us recently. Uh, even my editor uh, for the website I write for, he mentioned today about how he saw all the tweets of the Ice Guys overnight last night. 
and uh, and saw the Metcast, and he actually watched a few minutes of it himself. So, uh, you know, this is gaining momentum, and it's thanks to you guys. You guys, you know, spreading the word, telling hockey fans, you know, even if you're not the biggest of, of a better. And I think hockey fans who, you know, may not have, you know, a group that they, re- you know, really kind of talk and watch games with or, or you know, want to be part of something like that. I think this is a, a fun atmosphere for, for the, the fans who, even if they don't have that much of a betting interest or they don't they live bet, they might have a couple of games a night or something. I think this is more of a fun atmosphere and it's a good way to learn on how to live bet. Uh, you know, like I said, we're all kind of giving out pointers and, and pointing out different things and just, you know, I think it makes you see the game better as well, not even just from a live betting perspective, but as a fan. Uh, you know, having, you know, basically, you know, we literally had nine extra sets of eyes other than our own to uh, follow what was going on throughout a busy night in the NHL. And that's what it's all about. It is. It's it's basically, and we've talked about this, a lot of the usual concepts that are go-to concepts that Alex and I roll with. If we like a live over, we wait for the six and a half to fall to five and a half or wait for a seven to fall to six and a half and maybe look for a plus price if you can. Just those kind of things. If you just wait. Uh, patiently and maybe you'll get the number that you're looking for and then you've got great situational bets that you can make with live betting part of the uh, thought process i'm sure with john and even for me it made sense with betting the oilers is they're desperate they're only down by a goal they're at home the flyers are on the second of a back-to-back on the road and the tail end of this very long western road trip uh and you figured maybe those road weary jet legs would finally start to catch up to them in that third period last night. And sure enough, you know, after the Flyers were pretty much the better team in the first two periods, it's amazing how, you know, all of a sudden they hit that physical wall uh, a little bit last night, that final period of a very long road trip and Edmonton ramped up their game. And it was the opposite uh, in the third period. You know, the Oilers were the dominant team. They outshot the Flyers heavily in that third period. And of course they come back and win four to two. So those kind of situations, are things you can take advantage of with live betting as well. When you see these teams that are at the end of a road trip, maybe they're hanging on, they're hanging on, and you just don't worry that maybe in the third period they're going to run out of gas, the final period of a, you know, the number of games that the Flyers had in a row on the road, and that's exactly kind of what we saw uh, last night. Uh, in terms of last night's recap, obviously we had a lot of games. The capital struggles continue. Great job by Detroit, and uh, really want to salute them. As certainly someone that had them as a plus one forty underdog last night was very happy. Uh, but Detroit gets a, a very impressive three one road win. They shut down the Capitals, who just can't score goals right now without uh, Alex Ovechkin. The offense is just miserable uh, of late for the. Uh, Washington Capitals, and I love the way this team dug in deep when Dylan Larkin got that very, very questionable game misconduct call. Yeah, it was a hit. I don't think he should have made it, but I don't know if it was one that warranted game misconduct or being thrown out of the game. Certainly was a penalty. I don't know if I'd go that far with the game, especially because he's not a repeat offender like some other players might be in that situation. So uh, I thought they could have eased up a a little bit on Larkin there, but sure enough, they they overcome it. I think what it was huge was on that five-minute power play that the Capitals had in that game down one nothing at the time Detroit scores a shorthanded goal and it felt to me on the betcast last night watching that game Detroit's going to find a way uh, after a big goal like that scoring the only goal on well they actually Washington then scored their one goal right after that but you just felt you know that Detroit was going to find a way at that point and uh, they get the 3-1 win last night Tampa Bay 6-1 to over Anaheim it took a while for the goals to erupt in that game but once they did there was no stopping it, and the game ends up going over the total, which made me very happy. 
Uh, Montreal with the upset of the night, quite possibly in the NHL, five to two. A win over the New Jersey Devils, uh, a very, very strong game in net from Sam Montembeau uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, he was absolutely outstanding uh, in that game, especially in the third period when the uh, Devils were really mounting a charge to try to get back uh, into that game. Uh, and some missed opportunities, really, for the uh, Devils. And uh, at the end of the day, you got to give Montreal credit. Like I said, this is a very depleted team right now, and they had struggled on the road, but those struggles uh, did not. Uh, carry over into last night as they get a 5-2 win. Uh, if you bet Montreal, you were getting them upwards of plus 280, plus 290 in that game last night. So a big price uh, if you took Montreal. I know our guy Isaacs did uh, in the uh, chat, so salute to him uh, for uh, taking the uh, Montreal Canadiens there uh, last night. Uh, Carolina 4-1 against uh, St. Louis. Um, see, I'm not totally shocked Montreal beat New Jersey. I would have been shocked if St. Louis beat Carolina, and of course they didn't. And St. Louis is just high up on the bet against list for me right now. Uh, they just look like a team. I don't want to say they're mailing it in, but when you're a team that's battling for Stanley Cups and a playoff team year in and year out like St. Louis, if you're the holdover players from those teams like Braden Shen, Robert Thomas, Colton Pareko, uh, Krug, Letty, uh, players like that, uh, you really feel like, wow, it, it, you just don't have that same, you know, adrenaline when you're on the ice. I mean, you realize, hey, we're not going anywhere. They're selling off all our players. Uh, and it's a really, really, you know, upsetting feeling, especially for some of the veterans that are still there on that blue. Do you think Braden Shen's a fucking happy camper right now? <laughs> not a chance. I mean, seeing the team just uh, broken up like this, especially because. These are teammates of his that he was with for a long time, you know, it's, and it affects you mentally. And what does that mean? The mental, you know, mind games, if you are the mental, you know, your thought process, just, wow, they're breaking this shit up. We're not going anywhere. Season's pretty much coming to an end for us. And it's just, it, you, I don't want to say it impacts your preparation, but I think it does a little bit. I think it does. It, it, it takes a toll and it's harder for you to perform at your best on the ice as a result. And I think we're seeing that with the blues right now, uh, not a team I'm interested uh, in backing anytime soon. They lose four, one to the uh, Carolina hurricanes last night, uh, Minnesota with a very, very good defensive effort last night, two to one. Uh, th this might be the way they have to, uh, you know, win games right now. Cause I still don't love what I'm seeing from them in terms of lack of offense. I mean, they are still struggling to put the puck in the net, but Hey, if they're going to get, Great performances defensively from the entire team. And um, Philip Gustafson's going to play great like he did last night. And you can find a way to win. Maybe that's your recipe moving forward. Because certainly they're still having major issues scoring goals. But they uh, found a way last night when you're only going to give up one goal, you're going to have a good chance to win the game. And Minnesota was able to win last night. We talked about Chicago 3-2 in a shootout. Uh, unfortunately, Kane's goal did not stand, but they ended up getting the shootout victory 3-2. Uh, in that game, Nashville, the crazy 5-4 shootout win against Vancouver. Canucks tying it late. We cashed the draw. My best bet on the show was the over in that Canucks-Predators game. It also cashes. Uh, again, we were all on Philadelphia in that 4-2 win uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers last night, or the Edmonton win, I should say, 4-2 uh, against Philadelphia, coming back in the uh, third period to uh, get the job done there. Uh, and you know, we talk about it as basically a spot where it looked like Philadelphia just ran out of gas uh, in the uh, third period. And that's exactly what we saw. And then of course we have Toronto Buffalo where it was all Leafs. They shellacked the Sabres uh, early in that game. They're up four, nothing. 
they make it interesting, Buffalo. You got to give them credit. The third period, the uh, Leafs kind of fell asleep. Sabres kept playing, you know, which you give them credit for. Uh, even though they knew they probably weren't coming back. They cut it to 5-3, but the Leafs uh, end up with the uh, empty net goal. And the guy that scored the empty net goal uh, is the guy that had absolutely one hell of the night for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs last night. And you guys uh, know what his name is. Roll it. There we go. We're coming for our royalties over yeah, right. the auto parts. You better believe it <laughs> after these last uh, few days in the uh, week or so. Uh, but yes, Ryan O'Reilly was the star of the night. Uh, not only his first goal with the Toronto Maple Leafs last night, uh, but also uh, we're talking about his, a goal a minute later for his second goal uh, with the Leafs. And then to top it all off, he puts it into the empty net and gets the hat trick last night in Buffalo. Uh, what a night for Ryan O'Reilly. What a night for that line. And now there's a dilemma, Alex, with Sheldon Keefe, because the initial thought was I'm going to put Matthews, Tavares, and O'Reilly down the middle as my one, two, three centers. But since O'Reilly's been with the Leafs, he's been on the second line, you know, playing with Tavares and Marner. And now the thought process is that line has looked really good in their first few games together since uh, O'Reilly's been with the Leafs. Do you really make that adjustment now and push him back to the third line center spot? Like him centering the second line, shifting Tavares over to the left wing and Marner on the right wing on that second line. You know, it has been a unbelievable chemistry, you know, these last couple of games. So maybe that's going to be something they stick with as long as that line keeps playing this well. So, you know, you'd like to think maybe come playoff time, you change it up because just having that one, two, three depth down the middle would be great, but it's hard to argue with the results that that second line for the Leafs are delivering right now, highlighted again by a terrific hat-trick performance from O'Reilly last night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's, you know, it was the thing I said uh, before the game started. You know, I didn't like anything in that in that uh, side or total pregame, but I said, you know, Toronto, you know, we get to see what they're made of after, you know, that, that bad loss. And, and we talked about this time and time again where they've had some of these losses as big favorites, but then they turn around and when they do step up, they step up in a big way. And so O'Reilly setting the pace, scoring early, getting those you know two goals, and and like the Toronto's never really looking back. That that group of, of Riley, Marner, Tavares. I mean, that's just been uh, they've been dominant in that contest, and, and they're going to have to continue to be dominant moving forward. That's the reason why O'Reilly was brought into this lineup to shore up and, and, and you know solidify offense and also give that veteran presence too. His you know uh, I think his biggest, biggest asset is you know he's been there. He's won a cup. He's, you know, been through these battles long enough with different teams to the point where now, uh, you know, being in that locker room with this this Leafs team that had to get out of the first round in 20 years and when they, you know, kind of feeling low about themselves, maybe they get down and lose game one. He's the guy who's going to have to step up and really take over that locker room because Matthews and, and, and Marner and, and Tavares, these guys, they don't really know yet. They know what they've been through, but they don't know what it takes to get past that hurdle. So having that veteran presence in the locker room, I think it's the biggest uh, asset for adding O'Reilly to this roster. But obviously what he does the nice is going to help as well. That's huge is his cup winning experience, the leadership that he's displayed over the years, particularly in St. Louis. Now, look, people are going to make a big deal. And I know some there's always the people that hate the Leafs so much that they're going to find every negative to say about the deal. And I know there are people that said, well, O'Reilly's having a, you know, one of his worst years in a long time. 
you know, offensively. And, you know, he hasn't been putting up the points like we've become accustomed to. Well, first of all, he was injured for a large part earlier this year. And second of all, you know, when you see things not going well in St. Louis, you know, it, it, the whole team wasn't as good this year right. and everybody's production dropped. That's why they're selling. That's why they're not going to be a playoff team. Everybody's play decline this year. And if anything, Ryan O'Reilly's going to be getting, you know, it's almost like a pick me up getting out of St. Louis and going to Toronto. I'm right back in a Stanley Cup hunt again. Or, yeah, you know, man. so I think you're going to get him playing great. And I think it just re-energizes you, recharges your batteries again. And you're probably going to get the best version of O'Reilly. And certainly it looked that way last night. And I'm sorry, but wasn't it just like maybe a week, week and a half ago where everybody was saying about, you know, well, Patrick Kane, okay, well, even if his hip is fine, he hasn't been scoring. Now all of a sudden here he is with, you know, five goals, could have easily been six goals over the last three games. Uh, and now everybody wants, you know, wants to throw him into a trade again. So, you know, these great comparisons. Kind of like, saying the yeah. same thing about Kane that he, you know, always washed yeah. up. He's had a terrible year. Right. You don't think going to try to win a Stanley Cup in Dallas or Vegas or wherever he ends up is not going to recharge him and get him reinvigorated course, again right. and adrenaline flowing and get him playing his best again? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 to be fair, how many times have we seen trades happen where a guy's been hot and then he gets moved and then he's just I mean, just think. Of, I think about Jerome McGinley. Was Jerome McGinley that got moved to the to Boston that year? They they went on the the run toward the cup, and he just. I mean, he didn't do much of anything compared to what he'd been doing before the trade. Uh, I think about like with, with Eric Carlson, the numbers that he had. He was blistering hot what the first two months of the season. He's still been one of the better scoring defensemen in the league. But if he gets moved, does that automatically mean he's going to you know get back to where he was in October, scoring you know four goals and and and, and three assists every week? I doubt it. So, you know, we have to kind of pace our expectations and realize that good players on bad teams are not going to have the best of numbers all the time. And even if they do or don't, it still doesn't reflect what they do when they're in a, a new environment. That's why the, the, the trades are being made. No question about that. And you're right, Ryan O'Reilly grew up just outside of Toronto and grew up a Leaf fan. So, yeah, I'm sure that's you don't have to worry about lack of incentive to uh, and excitement for him playing with the Leafs. Just like in our guy Terry Edelman in the chat is hoping and praying that Brock Besser returns home to the uh, state of hockey uh, in Minnesota. You know, yeah. I'm hearing that that's picking up more steam. I will say that yeah. those uh, ta- those chat that chatter and those talks about maybe the Canucks sending Brock Besser home back to uh, Minnesota to join the uh, Wild and the the Wild have been I think the Wild have been buyers all along and really a couple months ago they were definitely buyers. It's just this little swoon they had coming which was so bad coming out of the All Star break which they've now at least temporarily righted the ship a little bit with these wins against Dallas, Nashville, and L.A. You know now all of a sudden you know I think they're still buyers. I think, I mean, I don't, I think they've got to look at it that way. They're in a playoff spot right now, second wild card spot in the West. So uh, we will see if uh, the Bill Guerin makes a, a move here and tries to get a Besser. They need, a, they need certainly a forward. You know, that's got to be the focus right now because they need a little more offense right now. Too much of it has been on the shoulders of Kaprizov, Eriksson uh and uh, Zuccarello. And now Hartman, thank goodness stepped up a little bit the last couple games for Minnesota as well. But, you know, it's a very three or four forward group that you can count on offensively, and you don't get anything from the bottom six. What the hell's happened to Sean, Connor Dewar, and some of these other guys that were uh, expected to come up here? You know, Boldy's kind of cooled off lately. Marco Rossi, we keep waiting and waiting for his development to be good enough to be a consistent NHL player, and he's not at that level yet. So, yeah, trading for a forward, I think, is high up on the uh, to-do list here, priority list before next uh, Friday's deadline for Bill Guerin. No question about it. 
Yeah, definitely. And and obviously, you know, with the the cap issues that are you know holding back uh the wild, they might need a third team to jump in to get something some kind of a deal done. But I think they can do that. And and you know, with Jordan Greenway and uh and Matt Dumba having some huge cap it, I think I could see one or if not both of those guys being moved and maybe they're split between Vancouver and a third party. So it'd be something uh, to definitely keep an eye on for sure. Yep, no doubt about that. So uh, keep an eye on those things and those developments. And the trade deadline is just a little over a week away. So uh, the excitement is building. And we've already had some big-time deals uh, already the last few weeks, no question. Uh, and uh, only Horvat, Tarasenko, O'Reilly. Uh, and, you know, there's going to be uh, more to come, obviously, uh, before next uh, Friday. All right, let's get into tonight's card. We've got just three games on tap. And we'll begin with the Winnipeg Jets and the New York Islanders, UBS Arena. Islanders minus 115 home favorites, five and a half being the uh, total in this game. Uh, you know, this is one of those situations where, for me, it's a te- it's two teams that are in questionable situations, I guess you could say, coming into tonight. I mean, the Winnipeg Jets got a nice win uh, on us uh, Monday night, 4-1 to one over the uh, New York Rangers, clearly on the back of Connor Hellebuck, who was absolutely terrific, 51 shots faced uh, in that uh, game against the uh, Rangers, uh, and he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, the reason, pretty much, that the uh, Jets won that game 4-1. to one. Uh, The New York Islanders, they're coming uh, back now off uh, a very busy stretch of hockey where they played Friday night against Pittsburgh. Uh, they got dominated, but they won 5-4. Uh, they play on a back-to-back in Boston, tough spot. They lose 6-2. Uh, the Bruins pretty much drill them. They jumped on them early in the first period. They didn't look back. Uh, and then after that, we saw the uh, Islanders end up with a, another game against Pittsburgh where I thought they got outplayed again by the Penguins, and they still ended up on the winning side of it uh, against Pittsburgh in the rematch in the Berg the other night. 4-2 win over the uh, Penguins, and uh, both goaltenders who we expect to see in between the pipes tonight for this game are coming off just spectacular games where they pretty much stole the game for their respective teams. Sorokin did that for the Islanders. Hellebuck did that. Uh, for the uh, Jets. And guess who? It looks like we are going to see that matchup indeed tonight. Sorokin is confirmed for the Islanders, and it is going to be likely Connor Hellebuck for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So the two goalies that dazzled us and stole the fucking show on Monday night in those two standalone games uh, for their teams are going to be going head-to-head tonight uh, in this matchup. So that should uh, hopefully lead to some uh, very, very entertaining uh, goaltending duel uh, between them here tonight. Um Winnipeg's gone under in five straight. The Islanders, though, they've kind of been trending more over there. Their offense has been fine. Uh, they've gone four, one, and four. Yeah, four, one, and one uh, to the uh, under uh, in their or four, one, and one to the over. I beg your pardon. Four, one, and one to the over in their last uh, six games. So the Islanders have been trending over. The Jets have been trending under. Uh, I think I would lean to the Islanders. If I had to pick a side, I'd lean to the Islanders here at minus one fifteen. Um, but I don't love it. Uh, the under, but five and a half. I don't love the number where it is. I don't ever love betting five and a halfs to the under. Uh, could you look maybe at a draw uh, in this game? I could see it. I think you could make a case for it. If you actually look, the Islander-Pittsburgh game, it was a one-goal game, and it was an empty net goal to put it away. New Islanders-Penguins, the, the Friday game almost went to OT. The Islanders had two games before that that went beyond regulation against Montreal and Ottawa. So, you know, this 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 might be a sprinkle on the draw game for me. And again, keep in mind the situation here with these two teams. The other team's not going to care 
uh, I should say both of these teams, they're not going to care if the other team gets a point. That, that, that's, that's the key when you've got these Eastern Conference versus Western Conference matchups. They're each in their own race, and they're not competing with one another, obviously, because they're in different conferences. So if the Jets get one point in this game, the Islanders won't give two shits. And on the flip side, you know, if the uh, Jets get a, if the Islanders get a, a point in this game, if it goes to overtime, the Jets aren't going to give two shits, you know, because they're in their own different races. So uh, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive game, close game. I could see that. So uh, the draw, I, I'd take a shot at it uh, here in this game. Uh, and for a game I really don't love either way, uh, that's something I might sprinkle a few dollars on here is get involved in the draw here with the Jets and the Islanders. What do you think here, Alex? Winnipeg, New York Islanders. Yeah, it's tough. I probably won't end up having anything on this when it's all said and done. But uh, I, like I said, I'm leaning toward under, but it's just so hard to do with a five and a half. So I was suggesting maybe try to look for a live under if we can get a goal early. The Islanders have been giving up a ton of shots, so maybe the Jets can kind of capitalize and get off to a lead. We did see them. I did cash a first period, uh, first period money line winner with Winnipeg. So maybe that's a, a bit of a look. But you know, just wonder with Hellebuck facing that many shots and having that great performance, can he follow it up and and, and play again uh, and another quality start? And we know he can. He's done that before. But it's just it's just a lot to ask from him, especially as it gets later in the year. The minutes pile up. That's a question we always have with Hellebuck. We know he's a, a top-tier goalie, but he just plays so much, has to do so much every game, make a lot of, of 10-bell saves night in and night out. You just wonder when he does have that odd game off, when it's going to happen. And usually when he does have it, 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 it's pretty rough. So maybe look for an under-end game. But I, you know, I like some spots in the other two games a bit more, so I'm staying away from this. All right, and as far as the prop market goes here in this game, we got to be careful because I think we could see a low-scoring battle. And I think both goalies – look, I think both goalies come into that. I don't know how much. You'd have to ask them. You'd have to ask Ilya Sorokin. You'd have to ask Connor Hellebuck. How much does the Vesna Trophy mean to them? Because I'll say this right now. If it's not going to be won by Linus Allmark, let's say Linus Allmark gets hurt or something happens or he just all of a sudden he forgets how to stop a puck. You know, who the fuck knows? Maybe that's one of those two things happened down the stretch. But if that happens – you know who's next in line probably to claim that Vesna Trophy this year? These two guys that we're going to see in net tonight probably, uh, Sorokin and Hellebuck, they're both very much alive uh, in that race. So I think it's one of those games where, hey, we're competing with that guy uh, you know, for maybe the Vesna. Like if it means that much to them, winning the Vesna Trophy as the best goaltender in the league this season, then I think both goalies are definitely going to want to step up and play at their absolute best, be at their absolute best here tonight in this game uh, between them. So for that reason, with the props, I'm going to try to be a little cautious. I mean, if you're going to get involved in anything prop-wise tonight, I mean, you got to put Brock Nelson in some kind of SGP. To, he's just been automatic with a point. What is it, 12 of the last 13 or something like that? He scored a point for the uh, New York Islanders. I think the captain, Anders Lee, is a great look right now. He's heating up big time. He realizes these are big games. I'm the fucking captain. I've got to be the guy to lead us. He has five points and three goals uh, in the last three games right now for the Islanders. His shots on goal have gone over in three straight games. I think anything Anders Lee is a good bet tonight. Over shots, point prop, goal prop, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Sorokin saves. I like that. I think I think he'll get peppered. The Islanders are giving up a lot of shots right now. Uh, there's no question about that. 
they are giving up a lot of shots, and it can't be sitting well with Lane Lambert. But 46 to Pittsburgh, 44 to Pittsburgh, 34 to Ottawa, 34 to Vancouver, 45 to Vegas in a recent game. So, you know, all kinds of issues lately with uh, shot allowances being way too high for this Islanders team. So the Sorokin saves might be worth a look in this game. I agree with what Evanoski is saying in our uh, chat there. Anders Lee props are good uh, for this one. A Bo Horvat shots as well. Uh, he's still been trending more over than under, so I like that. Uh, as far as the Jets go, Morrissey shots on goal. We've talked about that. Still worth a look. Minus 120. Shifley. Mark Shifley's really been shooting the puck a lot lately for the Winnipeg Jets here uh, in this game. And this is one of those games where if you don't think the offense is necessarily going to be there, and I don't think we're going to see a shootout by any stretch of the imagination, this might be a game where you put more money on the shots on goal and a little less money on the actual goal props and the point props and the assist props because we are talking about goalies that are capable of you know slamming the door shut and playing at a very high level. But yeah, Shifley's gone uh, three-plus shots on goal. Uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets in six of the last seven games. His shots on goal prop is only two and a half. So uh, this is a good prop game still. More of the shots on goal. Lee props. Lee even Lee is the one guy I would look at for a goal and a point because he's been that good lately. And the prices are still reasonable with Andrews Lee props in the goal market and the point market as well going into this game because if you i'm bringing up a bet stamp right now uh and if you look at anders lee just to get a point it's minus 128 minus 130 that's a great price still considering how he's produced to get a goal plus 215 like i said the shots on goal is over two and a half even money shifley over two and a half shots on goal again i think worth a look at minus 110 uh josh morrissey over shots on goal uh worth a look again and that's not a bad price there over two and a half pierre luc dubois there's another one for the uh, Jets, over two and a half, minus 140. He's been getting over that shot number a lot lately. So more of a shots on goal, prop game, and a prop game in general for me. But I think I will sprinkle a little bit on the draw because we are talking about getting such a really good price in what I think is going to be a close, tight, competitive game. So again, the uh, draw uh, bet is around plus 320 uh, right now at Caesars. Uh, if you are interested uh, on the in the draw for this game. All right, 162 live viewers. We appreciate it very much. Uh, hit the like button uh, and shout out to our podcast listeners. We've got the remaining two games on this very short Wednesday card coming up right after we hear from Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, good stuff. There we go. Uh, Gramco, get involved with that. We're back, and it's time now for our next game here on the uh, Wednesday slate, Chicago Blackhawks and Dallas Stars. Uh, we've got, obviously, Dallas, huge favorites here, minus 430 
uh, in this game and the total six uh, across the board. Now, I get it. This is a Dallas team that is better than Chicago. We know that. This is a Dallas team that's going to have a significant rest advantage uh, going into this hockey game. Chicago's coming in on a back-to-back and a thrilling comeback overtime win last night uh, against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So there's certainly a lot of situationals that add up to point to the Dallas Stars and coming off a bad home loss as well uh, to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, on Sunday. So they've had uh, three days off since that game. Think about that. They were they played that game on uh, uh, Sunday. Actually, sorry, Saturday they played that game. Uh, and now they've had three days off. Uh, and I think with extended rest, let me look at the record for Dallas. Uh, 4-0, wow, 4-0 this year on extended rest. So, I mean, this is definitely, it feels like a game they should win. They got to win. They got to have it. They they should win this hockey game. No question about that. But, but I don't like the form of this hockey team right now from what I've seen. I'm seeing defensive lapses. I'm seeing Ottinger look okay, but I think he can pick his game up to another level, quite honestly. Uh, I'm seeing them all of a sudden. The offense has gone completely silent during this four-game losing streak. They've scored a grand total of five, five goals in the last four games combined for this Dallas Stars team. And uh, to me, that is concerning. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, it bothers me like crazy that this um, this uh, Dallas team is 4-0 on extended rest. That, that bugs me as someone that's kind of interested in taking a shot with the big underdog here. But at the end of the day, Dallas, I don't like their form. Chicago is coming in here on a, a second night of back-to-backs, like I said, after the big win against Vegas, and they are 0-9. So we're talking about a team. Chicago is 0-9 on a back-to-back, and Dallas is 4-0 and on extended rest. So you've got combined trends that say there's no way Chicago wins tonight. There's no way Dallas loses tonight. So I understand all of that. But I'm sprinkling here on the bet that I – and if you watched the bet cast last night, you know I like this, and I still do. Uh, believe it or not, even with those trends staring me right in the face that the Blackhawks have not won on a back-to-back this year and the Stars are perfect, undefeated on extended rest. Um, But I'm going to go with it still. Uh, And that's the uh, double chance here on the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. That's Chicago or draw uh, in this game. It's up to plus 200 now. It's because there's money that's come in on Dallas uh, here in this game. So Chicago or draw, plus 200. What that bet entails is that the only way that bet does not win is if Dallas wins in regulation, which, look, which could happen. I get it. It could be 4-1 Dallas tonight, and they mean business, and they come out and they smoke Chicago. It's very plausible that could happen. I totally admit that. But you're talking about a Dallas team in poor form uh, right now, uh, a Chicago team that is likely going to have the young kid, a Jackson Stauber in net, and that's the big part of this handicap for me is that Jackson Stauber might be in that. He's been very impressive, very poised. I've liked what I've seen from him. He's made some really nice saves. He's been very, very composed in between the pipes. Uh, you know, throw out the fact that he was undrafted, throw out the fact that he played at Providence College and all this stuff, which made you th- – and the AHL numbers were mediocre. I get all of that. But he has played well here uh, in this situation since the All-Star break, since he's been getting these uh, opportunities. He's 4-1. and one for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks as a starting goal, just beat Toronto, you know, in his last start. That's pretty damn impressive. 2.77 goals against average, a 9-12 save percentage. Um, so, you know what? I know all the trends say Dallas, 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 Dallas. I'm doing the old not so fast, my friend. They're not playing uh, the best hockey right now, Dallas. They are not worthy of a minus 430 tag right now with their current form. So for me to be safe, 
because I could see this going OT and Dallas pulls it out, kind of like what we saw with Nashville last night against Chicago. But as long as this game goes to overtime, the bet will win, regardless of who wins. That's what makes this bet a great option, in my opinion. So Chicago, draw, double chance, plus 200 for me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Blackhawk stars. Yeah, I did grab a little bit of that at plus 180 uh, over at Betham Gym because we talked about that last night during the BetCast. But uh, I'm going a little bit heavier on the draw, and I was able to grab that at plus 480 this morning. I thought that was uh, an insane number for a team that's been basically, what, six of the last nine games have gone to OT. Uh, We've seen some close battles between these two teams. We saw the last one nothing game that the Hawks played uh, was was against uh, Dallas last year in a, in a game that had ample chances back and forth, but they just couldn't find the back of the net and goes all the way to a shootout, no less. So this is definitely one of those spots where, you know, Dallas, yes, they need to win, but must win doesn't mean will win this time of the year. And uh, they'll certainly won't be risking, uh, you know, trying to, to get two points if they're tied late in regulation. They're going to want to try to get out of there with at least one and then sort it out in overtime or a shootout. So I, this is a, a great spot for the draw. Hawks have been playing tight. Jackson Starber's been playing very well. I can easily see this one. You know, whether it goes in OT, that, that's, a, that's a coin flip. But if the Hawks play well enough early and can get a jump on Dallas, they could easily grab a win. But I feel more comfortable with this one going in the OT. There we go. Good stuff indeed. This is the only TNT game. I'm just realizing that now. They have no doubleheader tonight. This is the only TNT game tonight. Which I don't understand that. I mean, they could have easily made this game a 7 o'clock start and then put the uh, the next game we'll talk about late at night. So. Yeah, they could have done that, but make a doubleheader. But uh, it is what it is. And uh, Rich H. with the great point, Dallas has one regulation win since the All-Star break. You go back further than that, the last 10 games, Dallas has two regulation wins. That's it. And you know what the wins were against Arizona and Minnesota when Minnesota was struggling, you know, that's it. I mean, so other than that, they've either lost or they've gone to overtime or a shootout in every game. Uh, other, so eight of the last 10 have at least been Dallas either losing or going to overtime or a shootout to win. So that's why I think the that's an 80% angle favoring the Chicago draw double chance tonight at plus 200. So, you know, that's to me why I think it's worth a shot. Six of nine uh, Dallas games go to OT or shootout. Two of the last three for the Hawks and three of the last five between the the two meetings, the two teams. So when you you have that combination, you have to have draw in some some form or fashion. Yeah, exactly. And as far as props go, uh, there are a few that I like. Mason Marchment, uh, shots on goal uptick for him. I think that's worth a look. Miro Haskinen's the number one. Miro Haskinen, we've talked about him. Miro Haskinen's been going over shots on goal repeatedly. It's a great bet. It's still only minus 150 with the juice, uh, with the price delay on that Miro Haskinen over two and a half shots on goal. Patrick Kane, I think you keep on keep on taking it. What did he have, seven shots on goal uh, last night? I mean, this is a guy that definitely – and look, this is a team that he might end up being with next week, the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars are at or near the top of the list in terms of potential destinations for Patrick Kane uh, at the trade deadline. So this definitely has that feel of, you want to see what I can do for you, Dallas? I'll show you what I can do for you here tonight uh, in this game against a team he might end up playing for. next. Now, that's not to discount the other teams that are going to be interested, like Vegas. There are a bunch of teams. Carolina, I think they'd still kick the tires on uh, Patrick Kane. Uh, But I think those three, I think that's where he's going to end up, Alex, personally. I'll say it right now. Patrick Kane gets dealt. He's going to Dallas, Vegas, or Carolina. I think that's where he's going. Yeah, I believe I would believe Carolina uh, before anything else out of out of those three because I just like I said we talked about it last night. What 
does the other team have to, to offer? And, you know, it, it just seems like of those three, Carolina has the most. And if I'm Kyle Davidson, I'm trying everything I can to figure out what it takes for Piotr Kachekov to be part of that package if I'm sending Patrick in there. That's, that's going to be a tough ask, obviously, especially with two UFAs that are the, the goaltenders right now in Anderson and Ronta. But that that would be my bargaining chip more than even a first-round pick, honestly, from them because you've already got your own number one. You've got another number one. If, if they're zeroing in on the Hurricanes, that's my first person. That's the top of the piece that I'm trying to get if I'm Kyle Davidson in uh, the office uh, for the Hawks. Yeah, over two and a half, minus 150 for Kane shots at a couple places. And then there's some books that have moved it to three and a half at a plus price. So if you're betting the Kane shots prop, make sure you shop around. You can go two and a half with juice or three and a half with a plus price, uh, depending on which you prefer. Uh, he's also, uh, you know, plus... Uh, this might be one of those uh, games here. We, we Certainly the goal prop plus 290, you know, is worth a sprinkle here in this game as well, uh, in my opinion. Patrick Kane assist as well. Patrick Kane assist is like plus 130 tonight uh, in this game. So that I might go with that, a little goal prop, a little assist prop for uh, Patrick Kane tonight. Especially if you well. like Max Domi to score, that's a, that's one that usually kind of tag along. Yeah, a little bit of yeah, exactly. It's basically go, goes hand in hand. There's no question uh, about that. And uh, you know, Max Domi. Uh, I just want to see what he's been uh, doing lately because they've been playing on that top line, Kane and Kurashev, uh lately. Max Domi. Let me just see here. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's on a he's on a four game assist streak. Yeah, three, four, six, seven assists in the last four hockey games for Max Domi going into tonight. So how about that first straight? Let's see what his assist prop is. I'll put that on the card. Plus 185. Holy shit. To get an assist. Max Domi. He's had seven in the last four games. He's on a four-game assist streak. Seven in those four games. And he's plus 180 to plus 185 to get an assist tonight. Now, I get it. It's Dallas. They can be stingy. Uh, Jake Ottinger, if he plays well, it might be hard to get those goals past him tonight. But I think at that price, it's still uh, worth a look here tonight. Uh, no question. And if you actually want to get really, really bold here, I mean, maybe you just roll with it because maybe he's found light struck lightning in a bottle. Maybe you're not hope you hope you're not a day late and a dollar short on this one. But look, I see the price out there at plus five forty, plus five ninety at FanDuel to score a goal. Why not roll with the red hot young defenseman Cole Gutman here for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks? He scored in back to back games. He scored against Toronto. Scored last night against Vegas. Plus five ninety. Why not? Just a couple of bucks. Why not? <laughs> he's got he's got some confidence right now. He's got a little swag uh, from that blue line. If anything, when you score in back-to-back games, you're going to think, hey, I can do this every night. He'll jump into the play, and he'll try to make something happen again uh, here tonight for the uh, Blackhawks. So it's been very impressive here from uh, Cole Gutman uh, in this one. Actually, he's, I should I'm, I keep calling him a defenseman. He's center uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks centerman. But uh, they're moving him up to the second line as well. Uh, which I don't think he was on that uh, up that far up the lineup initially, but they got him centering Radish and Tyler Johnson now. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. He wasn't slated for that originally, so that's a move. No. That's Luke Richardson's rewarding the kid for hey making an impact here, the last two games. Uh, so yeah, Cole Gutman centering the second line, and you know plus five ninety at FanDuel to score a goal tonight. I mean, why not? A couple bucks worth it. All right, next up. Calgary, Arizona, final game of this Wednesday slate. We've got Calgary minus 230, road favorites, six the total in this one. I mean, you know it right now, 
if you lay this price with Calgary, you know it's going to be 3-3 in the third period, and you're going to be biting your fingernails. That's just the way it is with Calgary right now. <laughs> Nothing's coming easily for them. They lose to the Flyers, of course, 4-3. Again, they can't follow up one of their better games in recent uh, memory against the Rangers, and they end up losing 4-3 at home to the Philadelphia Flyers uh, in their uh, last game. You know, this Flames team, has it's been a chore for them to string multiple wins together. They beat Columbus, they lose to Chicago, they beat Seattle, they lose to the Rangers, they beat Buffalo, they lose to Ottawa, where they had that collapse in the third period. They beat the Rangers, they lose the next game to Philadelphia. So they've just had all kinds of problems with consistency, uh, this Calgary Flames team. Um, you know, it's uh, not a timely goal here, not a timely save there. You know, that's the problem right now with Calgary. Now, they've dominated this Arizona team. They've won six straight head-to-head meetings uh, over the Arizona Coyotes. Will that continue tonight? Uh, That remains to be seen. Uh, Suddenly, this team is becoming a little bit more of an over team because of just, you know, the defensive and goaltending woes that have kind of been creeping into their game. Uh, Arizona, um, since the All-Star break, they've been a tough out, and they have gone beyond regulation five of six games five of their last six games have gone beyond regulation so if you're talking about a game where the draw could be live maybe this game with the uh, flames uh, and the uh, coyotes tonight i like the over in this game and as far as a side or total in any of these three games this is the one i like the most i think it gets over six tonight with these two teams now it's dan vladar confirmed in net for the uh, calgary flames as they pretty much continue to go back and forth from one game to the next with their starting goaltenders. Karel Vamelka will be in between the pipes here for the uh, Coyotes uh, tonight uh, for this matchup. But I do want to point out something regarding Vamelka. Believe it or not, Ingram's actually stepped up his game, and you could argue that Ingram's been every bit as good, if not better, in the short term uh, than uh, Karel Vamelka. If you actually look at Vamelka's recent starts, he gives up the five spot and gets pulled in his last start against the LA Kings. He gives up six to uh, St. Louis. Uh, in that game. Uh, so he's had some rough starts here in a couple of these four goals uh, for Washington against him. He's had some good games too, but you know, the last two of the last three, he's had a little bit of a rougher go of it uh, for the uh, Coyotes in that. So I think we could see enough goals. And again, with this total being six as opposed to six and a half, uh, I do like this game over the total. One constant with Arizona. Look at this team defensively. You talk about shot suppression. This team's never heard of the phrase shot suppression. I mean, they're giving up way too much, way too many shots on goal. Their goaltenders are seeing way too much rubber, way too much. And, you know, a lot of games they're getting away with it. But look at these numbers, 36 shots allowed to Columbus, 37 to Los Angeles, 47 to Tampa Bay when Connor Ingram was just, you know, Marty Brodeur in his prime that night uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, 31 shots allowed to Nashville, 37 to St. Louis, 44 to Chicago. 35 to Minnesota, 45 to Anaheim. I mean, they are giving up a shit ton of shots. So, you know, I'm not much of a goalie saves prop guy, but Vamelka over saves makes some sense to me tonight. I mean, I over 32 and a half saves, I could see it. I could see it. though, Because the one thing Calgary's doing is look at Calgary. You talk about an Arizona team that's given up a shit ton of shots. Look at Calgary in terms of the shots for 35, 32, 35, 37, 40, 36. Uh, in their recent games. So, you know, definitely it's it, it you feel that he's going to be facing a lot of pucks tonight, a lot of rubber. So that's worth a look. 
Backland over shots on goals worth a look. Toffoli, same fucking guys we've talked about with Calgary with the shots on goal. Toffoli and Backland are worth a look uh, tonight for shots on goal. They absolutely are with the way they've been firing the puck lately. Dubé props. Dubé continues to uh, get involved and be uh, definitely a, a, a difference maker for the uh, Flames. He's really played some good hockey for them uh, lately. Can't always trust some of these other guys to, to can produce offensively, consistently, game in and game out, but Dubé is the one guy that definitely does that. Uh, he His point prop is worth a look. He has eight points in the last five games for the Calgary Flames, four goals. Uh, in the last five games as well for the Flames. So back on any Dylan Dubé props as well. Plus 230 to score a goal. Uh, he's also plus 190, plus 200 even in some places for an assist. But the best one is the point prop on Dubé. Dubé is only minus 115 to minus 120 to get a point. It is a great price, excellent price on Dylan Dubé to get a point for a guy that has eight in the last five games. Eight points in the last five games. And we're only minus 120 for him to get a point tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. What do you think here in this one, Alex? Uh, Flames and Coyotes. Yeah, this is a true Alex B. Smith special here. I'm going first period over and the draw. So I laid, the, laid it out 35 with the one and a half. We've seen Calgary 7-2 and two the last nine uh, to the first period over. They should have gotten over, well over, uh, in that last game against the Flyers. A lot of people said, and I agree, it should have at least been a 2-2 contest after 20 minutes. The chances that we're going back and forth and, he had a clean breakaway that was uh, missed. It was just a, a lot of comedy of errors that led to that uh, over not cashing in. So we're hopping right back on that trend as well. And these two teams, uh, the last six meetings between them, four and two, have gone over in the first period. And Arizona, I think we're starting to see that defense break down a little bit. As you mentioned, they've been, you know, facing uh, – Vermelka's facing a lot of rubber. And we talked about it a little bit last night how, you know, I think he's a good goalie. Some others think he's an elite goalie. I wouldn't agree to that, but I think he is good. But at the same time, I don't care how good you are. If you're facing 40, 50 shots night in, night out. You're not going to stop all of them. Three, four, five of them will get past you, especially with the a leaky blue line, which Arizona does have. And Calgary, obviously, the, the pace is on them, the pressure is on them to, to play a full game. But like I said, they've been playing tight contests and so have Arizona. So I like the draw here at plus 385. It's worth a small sprinkle, but I also like this first period over. I think we see at least a couple of goals here early in the contest. Another reason I think too, I like the full game over uh, in this game here for Calgary, Arizona is because of the injuries mounting on their blue line as well. Now Shillington's been out, uh, but they've been interchanging Connor Mackey and Dennis Gilbert. And now you've got a situation too, where Michael Stone is on IR for them and, People will yawn when they see, oh, Michael Stone's out. Michael Stone's been really good for the uh, Calgary Flames this year. He's got a plus-minus rating. It's in the plus. You know, he's been very steady in his own end. He's a very, very good player in his own zone, a good depth defenseman. He's on IR now, so you got to play, obviously, the likes of Zadorov and Gilbert more often. Uh, you know, Tanev, who's, look, a, a, a warrior back there on that blue line for Calgary, but more minutes for him at his age and with all the injuries he's had is not always a good thing. Uyghur has been lately worrisome to me with some of the blunders he's made. He got caught at the blue line against Philadelphia on what was the game-winning goal for them the other night uh, and left, you know, there's Allison all by his lonesome there to tap in the game-winning goal. You know, he basically hung his partner Zadorov out to dry, so uh, definitely concerns about the way Uyghurs defended lately. Uh, and then, of course, Hannafin and a Anderson are their top pair, but, you know, they're already being worn out with tons of shit ton of minutes every single game. So uh, definitely keep an eye on that. 
going into uh, tonight. I got a feeling, too, one thing about the uh, Coyotes, they give up a lot of point shots. So maybe this is a night for, you know, your Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin top pair, maybe even to go over their shots on goal prop as well. I might even sprinkle on Hannafin to get a point at plus 115, plus 120. And if you really want to get bold, plus 560 on Noah Hannafin uh, to score a goal from the uh, blue line. Because the one thing about Arizona is a lot of shots given up to blue liners. And you look at uh, Hannafin, he did have two assists, two points against Philadelphia, jumping into the play uh, in that game quite a bit. And if you go back to look at his last four, five, six, seven, eight games, Hannafin has a respectable six points uh, in those last eight games for the Calgary Flames. And here he is playing a team that gives up a lot of shots to defensemen. And here he is just to get a point tonight, plus 115 or so. So, it, you know, it's a nice little prop, I think, there. Hannafin for the uh, Calgary Flames to get a point, plus 115 tonight. All right, there we go. That's the uh, Wednesday card. I'm giving you a lot of props. It's more of a prop night for me rather than side and total. Uh, but uh, it's gonna. we'll see what we can do, see if we can have some winning results with the uh, three-game NHL slate. Shout out to everyone uh, in our live YouTube chat. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Almost 200 live viewers. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, and a shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We'll be back. And oh, by the way, patreon.com slash ice guys, just yes. $10 a month. Yes, we've got our, of course, uh, daily ice guys show betting card there. Goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, and more video content. We've got Q&A with Alex and I from last week that was posted. The Jimmy Murphy rink tales. And tomorrow making its debut premiere on the uh, Patreon page, the broadcaster rankings, every team's local TV broadcast crew ranked in the NHL from 32 all the way to number one. Uh, two hours we did for the, with that with that video. Two hours of talk about all the broadcasters, the TV broadcast teams in the NHL. So it's a great piece. If you're into that kind of stuff like I am, you will certainly enjoy it. Uh, that'll be on our Patreon page tomorrow for our ex for our exclusive subscribers and members. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. Yeah, tomorrow will be a great day to just kind of peruse through the entire Ice Guys universe, essentially, because we've got the show tomorrow during the day. We've got the, you know, if you haven't caught the, the two previous uh, Patreon exclusive videos, you can catch those. Of course, we've got the announcers tomorrow, which is a two-hour episode that's a a good one to kind of lay back in and enjoy and, and watch. And then also um, iceguys.myspreadshop.com starting tomorrow all the way until the 27th. You'll have 15% off everything in the store. So uh, we had people in the BetCast last night uh, rocking the hoodies, rocking the hats. We love seeing that. We want to see more of that. So uh, get on out and uh, check out the, the Ice Guys store online and uh, also check out the Patreon page as well. There you go. Great stuff. Check all that out. The Patreon page. Subscribe there and check out the Ice Guys store as well. Back with best bets right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped. Our good friends at Manscaped who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with 
manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as it can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your manscaped purchase and the manscaped performance package 4.0 you also get the ball toner you also get the ball deodorant keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the Ice Guys, and we are ready for best bets here for this Wednesday uh, edition of the show. Alex, three games, not a lot to choose from, but what do you like for best bet? No, but uh, what I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Blackhawk Stars draw at plus 480. That's just such an insane number for, like I said, a team that six of the last nine games have gone past 60 minutes. The Hawks, two of the last three. They've been super competitive, especially when Jackson Starver's in that. This is a young kid that uh, is making a name for himself with every quality start that he's turned in. And Dallas has just been scuffling right now. And, uh, you know, they're going to put in a solid effort, too. It should be a fun one to watch. Big national TV game. I think it goes a little bit longer than 60. So let's go Chicago-Dallas draw. Plus 480. That's my best bet for Wednesday night. All right. There it is. Chicago-Dallas draw. Uh, plus 480. One hell of a price there on that for Alex with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet, we're going to go to Calgary, Arizona. I like over 6, minus 120. Uh, again, I think we'll see. Uh, enough goals there to push that game over the total. Uh, a lot of these unders that Arizona's having have been fool's gold unders because they've stayed under in spite of the fact, like I say, they're surrendering 30, 40 shots a game. Eventually, you're going to have a game where you're just, just not sustainable to keep the goals against down when you're giving up that many shots, that many looks. If Amelka hasn't been nearly as good the last few starts, I think Arizona at home can find the back of the net here. Uh, Vladar obviously has had a nice couple months, but even with Vladar, a couple of his last starts have not been as good. So I think Arizona finds the back of the net. So does Calgary. Enough anyway. I know they can have a bunch of shots themselves and they don't score enough given chances and the shots they get, but I think they'll do enough as well over the total here. Six, over six minus 120 with uh, Calgary and Arizona for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. 
download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 